So here we are, and we decided uh, to come back for number three podcast because we had a few more things to talk about with parents and grandparents mm-hmm. um, and concerning them. And there's so many aspects of, of this. I guess we were talking about the benefits, some of the challenges, the wisdom of listening to parents and grandparents because they do see things. Even if they don't know the Lord and understand that, they still seek things in your life um, and are in, that could be incredibly valuable to and you if you is, would listen. And these are ways in which to bring them in on this mission as opposed to just treating them as well, uh, deal with it. You know, God is sending us and y'all just have to accept it and you'll never understand it. And so there's an assumption sometimes that parents and grandparents are going to be against this because they're taking us and and their grandparents away. Yes, but there are ways. Yeah, I think one of the things too is... If you are sitting there and you are plot, you're planning what you're going to do, you're going to leave and your your parents have no clue that you are doing this and you're afraid to tell them because you know that they're going to be upset. I would say the sooner that you can start talking about this possibility. This possibility the better it's going to be rather than springing this on them as after everything is already in place and we're moving and we're in July, you know, we're going here, going there, whatever. I think they, you, it is good for them to get used to the idea. Even if that makes a difficult conversation, because what a, what a parent feels like if you don't do that is that you're keeping secrets from them. Now, we've had previous podcasts on healthy boundaries and all of that stuff. So this is all taken in balance. But when we decided to move overseas, it was absolutely no surprise. We had been working with international students and refugees for years in the city where we lived. We had made choices to live in roach-infested apartments because that's where all the international um, students were living at the time. So we could be around them because we wanted to be with them. When we made the decision to move, there was no surprise at all. Correct. And And I, I do think that that made it better. Well, they saw this was not a sudden decision. Just as you said, Vicki, part of our whole Mission Smart philosophy is begin engaging internationals where you are. That begins preparing you for the kind of lifestyle you're going to have. Sometimes we tell people, maybe you need to move out of the suburbs and move suburbs or where the country and get near an international community because that's preparing you. But guess what? It's also preparing your parents and grandparents. I know a couple that they were trying to get overseas and they said, I said, where do your parents live? Down the road. Where do your grandparents? Around the corner. You know, they had babysitting. Out the country. Yeah. And they had babysitting anytime they want. I said, bro, you're not getting ready for where you're heading. 
at all. Uh, you're not preparing your wife or yourself for the kind of ministry you're going to be doing. Because you're not going to have parents and grandparents no. to babysit your children. So maybe the first thing they need is for you to move, you know, 30 minutes into town for them to start getting ready that, hey, my life is on mission. Okay. And it makes choices. And because of that, we're making choices that will affect you and our distance and when we can be together. And maybe you'll move near a university or you'll move into a part of town that has a great international population. Because when, or, yeah, when your parents came to visit us in our little apartments that we lived in near the school, they were quiet and I'm sure they were thinking, wow, you know, this is not where I would live. This, But it was an intentional choice based on the mission on our lives. So that helped them understand, okay, this is for real. And these guys are not, I mean, I remember discussions about, you know, thinking about getting another car, you ever thought about getting a house. And I remember we were like, no, we are on our way out of here. And so that, like you said, Vicki, that's helping them see, this isn't just we decided to sell the farm and move overseas suddenly. This was preparing everyone around us and ourselves. And ourselves, yeah. I mean, Vicki, we were making choices that our friends weren't making. When they're moving that direction, we're moving the other direction. When they're, I mean, down getting... to small things like we're not going to buy furniture. We're going to do, you know, get grandma's furniture from the attic, kind of thing. And yeah, while they're trying to get settled, we're thinking no. We're trying to stay loose. We're trying to stay flexible, and so even in the preparation, that yeah, that was helpful. I think to to all of our parents to actually it was helpful to our church because they when they sent us out we we had already been doing the thing that we were being sent out to do I remember my favorite line was when a a guy had chosen to go live near um immigrant community and in the city and the parent was just like parents were like why why are you doing this? Why do you keep hanging around these people? Why did you move into there? And I loved his answer. He said, well, Dad, you this is your fault. I said, what are you talking about? I said, well, you took me to church. <laughs> and you introduced me to Jesus. And I saw what his kingdom was about. And, and, his, and he's taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. And people from the ends of the earth have come right here into our city. And very few are reaching out to them. So I'm going, and the dad is just shaking his head going, I don't get it. And that is a disconnect in the church today. We somehow get sending, you know, sending money to missions and families that get on airplanes and leave. But when we want to, when, when our kids want to mm. embrace the nations right here in town. It's hard. Or the nations move on your street. You're like, whoa, that's a little different. And so I could easily see that parent saying, oh, you, yeah, when you went like this fellow, when they moved overseas for a year to teach English or something, dad was probably like, oh, yeah, my son's a missionary. And it was kind of cool. And then all of a sudden, no, my son has moved into the city, into a neighborhood I wouldn't move, and he's hanging around all these people. And that is the same it's reason. It's definitely not glamorous no. when you're doing all this within right. your own city. And. And yet that is he's doing it for the exact same reason he got on the plane to go overseas. And it's a continuity of ministry. Well, there's an integrity in his calling. And so that's the same thing is is 
it also shows your parents and your family that you really are, there is a mission calling on your life when you start doing it here. That was just one thing I wanted to bring up that I think that helped. Yeah, another um, another thing that I've talked to a lot of people about is uh, this feeling of guilt. Um, guilt in moving far away from parents, guilt in especially taking grandchildren to live overseas, that they are putting this onto their parents, that they're requiring it. The parents had no choice, and that's true in some ways, that the parents did have, the grandparents did have no choice in that. But if you have considered the things that they've said and listened, you've gotten a wisdom of many counselors, the people who are part of your life agree that this is God's calling on your life and you are going, you believe this is God's calling and you're going. If it is God's calling for you, then it is also God's calling for your parents for you to be far away. And he has something in it for them. Mm. And you don't know what that is. It may be their salvation. It may be their spiritual growth. It Their prayer life. It, I, the, you, you just don't know. But you need to recognize that. That it's God, that it is God calling you to this, not me. And that helped us when we saw our parents suffer because of mm. our choices, because they did suffer. They did suffer. I mean, just go with the missionary family to the airport and mm. watch. And there is suffering in the goodbyes. But it's God that's asking that of them. And that gave me peace. If God's calling me, he's calling them and he has good for them. But it was good for you to say that and recognize that this is something, you know, you can say to your mom and dad, this is, you didn't choose this. This was God working in me, but I recognize the suffering that Mm -hmm. this is for you. And it's real. Yes. It's not... Mom, can't you see the great thing about this? You know, I'm going to the ends of the earth and it's honoring to God and this is on my life. Why are you so sad? Well, that's not... Well, because she's sad because when she is out shopping, she sees a mother and a daughter and a grandchild and that grandchild is the same age as hers that she never gets to see and she'll never get to see that child at six months because you aren't here and they aren't there. Yeah, or they go to a VBS at the church, or they see a camp, or they, like you said, a bunch of kids playing around in a school and go, ours aren't here. And so... There's grief and sadness. Don't minimize that. Right. They, they will grieve. And they'll grieve when you leave, each time you leave. Oh. And we yes. say to those, if you're listening and you are going to be parents of children that are going... And, and whether they're moving across town or to a city to fulfill their mission that, that God has called them on to another city or to another country. Um, as we've said, we're trying to say to those that are going, be kind, be gentle, prepare them, make the best of it, listen to their advice. But if you're a parent, um, we recognize the grief. It's real. Let them go. Um 
I mean, some of the things that parents have said have almost guaranteed this person will never seek them for advice if they're so harsh on them and say, um, if you do that, I'll never, you know, I'm never going to come see you. And it was manipulative. And they missed an opportunity to be a voice in that, in the daughter or the son's life. I mean, it's a, it is a painful path. It was painful for our parents, but there was joy in it too. Mm. Um, I, my parents are as close to my children as they are to their grandchildren who lived here in the U.S., but in a different city. Um, because when we did see my parents, it was usually for a block of time. We would ha- stay with them when we were on a furlough. Well, they made effort to come to us, and we made efforts to come here. Well, and even um, back in the, you know, now with all the technologies that is there, you can play with your kids online, you your grandkids online. Yeah. You can read, read them books. Yeah. You can do all sorts of things. My mom was doing that, sending cassette tapes of her reading, she would send a book and she would send a cassette tape with the book of her reading it with a little bell that would tell when to turn the page. Mm. So my kids grew up with the sound of their grandmother's voice reading them books. And they loved it. Your parents were the example of making the best of it. I mean, you know, rather than just grieving and saying, well, I guess we're not going to get to see you Christmas or fall or till next summer and just sort of heaping up. No, they, they basically said, well, maybe, maybe we can come for Christmas and bring presents or maybe when you're here this summer, we'll take you somewhere. And so they, they did all they could to, to be a blessing to us, embracing the calling on our life as well. Though it meant suffering for them. Which also meant when they had counsel. We were more ready to listen to it. They were in this with us. Does that make sense? Um, I guess is we're, we're the, in this sense we're talking to the yeah, and it the cost them. It the cost them to make that choice because I'm sure there were many, many, many times when they just wanted us to be home. Right. And there was there were things that were lost that were never you're not able to regain time, um, other things. But there are gifts also of living together in the same house um, on furloughs or other things. A trip, yeah. That that you don't get with your children who live in the U.S. I mean, my parents. If you count up the times. The amount of time, because we would live with them, we were essentially working remotely when we were on furloughs. We were working, doing all sorts of stuff we needed to do here in the States. Very busy, actually. But my kids were hanging out a lot with my parents. And really, when you count someone, a a child, my brother lives in another city, and he has limited time off um, each year parents spent about the same amount of time it just looked different it was in blocks instead of more spread out you know another challenge to parents um it's so interesting when i'm 
when I spend time with young people and one of the hardest things for them is when their parents often remind them of the choices they've made to not be nearby or, um, you know, to move to another city or in this case, move to another country. And advice to parents, bringing that up all the time is not the way to bless your children or to enhance your relationship with them. Um, They're already very aware that maybe their siblings live nearby and get to come over to Grammys and granddads more often. Um, They're very aware of that. But they maybe they have made a choice either based on their job, which in, in this case, in missions, this is their job. They've chosen to go live in this other country. And calling. Right. And so, okay, so I hear this pain in kids. And then when I'm talking to a parent and say, what, you know, what, how do you feel your parent, is, your child's doing, you know, and if they just are focusing so much on they're not here or they let, okay, what do you really want? to hear of your kids. What do you really want for them when you had to come down to your top things you want from them? They're always that they would walk with the Lord. They would know the Lord and walk with him and do his will, you know, and be a good father, be a good mother and be good. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well then pray for that. And let's quit talking about geography. (laughs) Well, I think it, it just does bring to the forefront and it certainly has with my children being, um, far away at times that we do have expectations that we are not even aware that we have. You know, we grew up in this city. Our siblings stayed nearby. We were friends and raised our kids together. We were all, you know, parents nearby growing old. You may have grown up going to your grandparents, you know, every Sunday or just engaging with cousins and aunts and uncles and coming all to the of that. Games, coming to the swim meets, coming to the ball And it games. was such a joyful part of your life that mm. you had that expectation at, that as a grandparent, you would get to do that. And now you're not. And that is something that the Lord, we have to lay down. It's and a like challenge. You said, you're unaware of it. You're you're, you don't even know you had that expectation. And that's just why we're just giving you some advice. Don't make that the topic. You know, while we were with your sibling, we had such a fun weekend. Sure wish y'all could come this summer and do that. We'd take you to and then hang up the phone. And the, the, the child is just going, well, it seems like every time we talk, it's we live in, you know, Asia. Wherever. and Or we live in L.A. And, um, and, and my advice to parents is if you want them to come visit, um, and you want them to live closer by, <laughs> best advice is let them go. Think about it, Vicki. Think of the blessing your parents and my parents were in sending us out and while we were there. So that when we said, where do we want to live when we come home? We said, right back in our hometown. Because if it had not gone well, we would have said, well, we may need to put some distance with our parents. I mean, these are things we actually talk to missionaries about oh yeah and it's a real decision so that's just some advice to parents and grandparents and Um, another little gem 
Oh, a gem that I wish that, that someone had told me sooner. Um, when we would come home on furloughs, I was so busy. We are meeting with supporters. We're doing all sorts of things. And I'm, you know, still have two children that I'm parenting and, and doing all this. And of course, my mom, we're living with them and she's helping. But it became very aware that mom was my helper. She was, and she loved helping me with the kids. And she would even help with. 